0: in 2017, two boys found a pair of mystical goggles and their lives changed forever. The goggles gave them the ability to watch the movies others said were unwatchable. Now they review these movies and save lives along the way. This is their story. This is Movie Goggles. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Movie Goggles. This is the show where we review the worst movies of all time so that you don't have to watch them, but we hope you will. I'm joined by Cheve, Hello. And I'm Nick, and we're going to guide you through this journey. To do that, we're wearing our movie goggles, and I hope you guys are, are wearing them as well. They're necessary. Yeah. To watch these terrible, terrible movies, put the, your goggles on now. You actually really can't see through these like, like very well, so <laughs> that's why you
1: got to put them on, so are. you don't actually have to watch the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are wearing them now. You can jump on our Facebook page to get to get a look at the pic of us and our, our yeah. beautiful goggles. Anyway,
1: nah, we really do watch wear them every episode. we, like, do. we really are about we that. We pride life.
0: ourselves on integrity here at Movie Goggles, and yeah. the movie that we are watching with integrity today is none other than the 2015 science fiction horror thriller television film, La Geez, Jeez,
1: where to begin with this? Where to begin indeed. Master. Do you want to
0: talk us through the plot of uh, La Volantula? Yeah, I would love
1: to. So it was, uh, directed by Mike Mendez, and he is known <laughs> for other films such as... Big Ass Spider. <laughs> and Gold
0: Digger in Alaska. <laughs> it's a series, actually. And
1: uh, it stars uh, Steve Guttenberg um, as Colton West. You may know him from Police Academy. And he's in this film, he's a washed-up action star from the 1990s who tries to be a hero in real life and you know he's called to to do these heroic feats when an LA strike. Uh, wait, no, and uh, not an LA strikes an earthquake. An earthquake it strikes, strikes LA, LA yes. and also a
0: volcano, and all of these spiders <laughs> come out of cracks in the ground. I think the earthquake causes uh, volcanoes to erupt or something uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, nothing in this movie is particularly clear.
1: Yeah. And then these spiders come out of it, and um, lava lanchulas, they call them. It's not clear whether they actually spit fire or lava. They do a bit of both. Um, it really just depends on what the plot demands. Oh, well, they
0: spit in fire. <laughs> they spit fire, right? But really, no, I don't know what they do. Yeah. It's hard to tell. They're scary, that's the point.
1: Yeah. They're scary if you find, like, PlayStation 2 graphics.
0: scary. <laughs> the CGI in this movie there's something there's a little bit left to be desired yeah but yeah anyway love anchora it's it's a spin-off of sharknado a yep. film that everybody knows about very famous bad disaster movie and that would have been the easy choice for us to review sharknado but we don't like easy yeah we wanted to choose the often forgotten about neglected disgusting ugly Relative of Sharknado, Lava Lantula. Lava that's Lantula. That's where the gold is. And the Sharknado cinematic universe, <laughs> there's a lot to be explored in that.
1: And Sharknado, didn't it actually come out of movie theatres?
0: It did, yeah. yeah. Whereas Lava Lantula um, is a director tv movie that's... Uh, you know it's a good one if it's director tv Yeah, of course. What I found interesting about this bad movie was it was a little bit self-aware yeah. and they kind of poke fun at that. Yeah, um, a little
1: bit self-aware, a little bit meta-textual.
0: Yes, I've um, got a little clip prepared. chevet just, just show the audiences that you know it's, a, like, a bit of a comedy when you step right into it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Darren. I'm not doing 87. I'm wrapped. I can't do this. We have to do scene 87. I need you in the scene with the bugs. What bugs? I hate bugs. I can't do a bug movie. <sighs> that's so I'm funny that you say that because you're in a bug movie right now. I'm that's in what's a bug happening. movie. When did this become a bug movie? It became a bug movie when the writer put his fingers on the keyboard. Excuse me, I hope she's a good friend of yours... Because you just got her fired. Hit that with something heavy. If I see that near your face, your face is in the unemployment what office. What face is Jeez. So that was Colton West, the main character, yeah. talking to the director of the film. And I really love that when the director the director <laughs> says, "I hope she's a good friend of yours." Yeah. Too. Yeah. So what's happening in that scene is there's like a PA or or a, just a runner or someone on the phone and he snatches the mobile out of mm-hmm. her hands and, and fires her on the spot. There's a lot of stereotype characters. He's yeah. the angry, no-nonsense director. Honestly, that was
1: probably the peak of the film, like five minutes for me. It that,
0: was. that line was... Because there's still hope in that first ten minutes <laughs> yeah, that it's going like, to be a good oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like, self-aware, looks... the
1: quick dialogue and...
0: And as we'll uh, explain later, that very, very quickly... Falls apart. Yeah. Stay with us. You're listening to Movie Goggles with Nick and Chevet Please, put on your movie goggles. Hey, what's going on?
1: Welcome back to Movie Goggles. It's your boy, Shave.
0: joined by your girl, Nick. Yeah. Now, we're talking Lavalantula, 2015, disaster, movie, animal, monstrosity, extravaganza. It's a bit yeah. hard to um, pin this one down, but... That's what makes it so special and deserving of a spot on Movie Goggles. Mm. Now, Shiva, we were talking about Colton West, the washed-up lead protagonist actor of this of this story, yeah. but it's actually an ensemble cast. It is. It's uh. all about <laughs> the side characters yeah, that really bring sure. this film together.
1: I actually really... <laughs> uh, can we... Before we talk about the side actors, yeah. I want to talk about, like, the extras, the background <laughs> actors. Yes. there are some seriously funny background I actors. I feel like
0: they're not actors that have been casted as extras. I genuinely felt like they were people off the street yeah. that had been pulled and in. And they're like, just, like, act scared. So like, like, oh! <laughs> <so a> spider! <laughs> because they had no acting ability. So I guess, in a way, they were... Great extras, but yeah, this film obviously it's set in LA, so yeah. they had to I really have liked, a lot um, of extras. in The every Japanese scene.
1: guy, the Japanese the, guy oh, who was the basically bus. there just to say like Banzai, bonsai, bonsai. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, there's some weird uh, <laughs> sort of cultural things going on in this movie. There's a scene where they they're in a tour bus and there's a there's a Japanese guy just yelling bonsai. <laughs> At one point, actually, do you remember when Colton yells out "Sayonara"? Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I don't know what's a joke in this movie and what they genuinely thought. It sounded sounded like an epic line. But who are, who are your favorite side additions? Because I know we talked about this before. We've got a couple of sort of difference in opinions here. I
1: mean, first first we've got to talk about both of our <laughs> favorite
0: our characters. favorite character. Professor... <laughs> doctor. I don't doctor. think he's a professor. No, oh, we'll find out. We're going to play a little clip. <laughs> this is my favourite supporting actor. He only has a very small part, but it's the best one, in my opinion. got to get out of here. We're not getting out of here. There's spiders outside. We've got to find somewhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. When those things want to find you, they will. Who are you? I am Dr. Eric von Strubel. I work here in the museum. What are you still doing here? I'm a scientist. For good or bad, these are the kind of moments that we live for. We're well, not going to live for much longer if you stick around here, Doc. Yes, I am acutely aware of that possibility, but I'm not done. Done? Done with what? Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> That was uh, Eric von Struble, our favorite. So many
1: questions when that guy pops up. Like, <laughs> why is there a scientist in the museum? How do you yeah. know about <laughs> lava lancelot? Yeah. How do you know about anything? But it's kind of like it plays off all the tropes in a disaster movie. Yeah. Like, you got to have a scientist to come around to just give some exposition to explain exactly what's happening and explain how they're gonna, you
0: yeah. know, tackle the problem and <laughs> defeat it. And. Most importantly, that scientist must be British. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because British equals professional, it equals intelligent. And... <laughs>
1: but I it's just good Eric. for exposition. You, yeah. want, if you want to, you want some exposition. You got to have it in a British accent, really.
0: And Eric von Struble, Doct- sorry, Doctor Eric von Struble, he is the man who coins the term uh, "Lavalanchula" in the movie.
1: Yeah. And well, it's not actually
0: him. No, that's right. <laughs> The volcanoes and the spiders are one. The Mayans had a term for it. La Valantula. La Valantula. The, La Valantula. La Valantula. the, the Mayans. Mayans had a term
1: for it. La uh, And Ma- With any disaster film, so, if you bring in the Mayans, it legitimizes yes, the whole very film. M- very much they so. They were like the original scientists.
0: They were the original conspiracy <laughs> theorists. Animal slayer people. So, yeah, you've got Eric von Strubel. Then, aside from Mr. Strubel is uh, Colton West's family. Yeah. Great family. There's a bit going on there.
1: Yeah, so we've got his son and his son is with his friends. He's having a bit of trouble with his dad. Well, the thing
0: is, before we meet the son, they make him out to be... You think we're about to meet a child. Like There's a whole plot point going on about how his father sort of neglects him and doesn't take him to the baseball game, and he's getting moody. We can tell that on the phone. And we meet him. He's about 25 (laughs) years old. But he still wears a snapback and goes BMXing with his friends in like this act of rebellion.
1: And then with his friends, this love triangle is sort of set up. There's a girl and another guy is trying to get with the girl. He's like, bro, don't don't smile at her in a flirty way. (laughs) Don't cut my lunch, man. (laughs) And you think that this love triangle is going to have some sort of payoff? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It really doesn't. We're seeing there's a theme with all these movie goggle bad movies we're watching is that... The key is to make as many random plot threads <laughs> as possible and then don't follow up on a single one of them. <laughs> yeah, without spoiling the movie totally, obviously.
1: I think even the trailer spoils it
0: spoils a bit, but yeah, a lot of these plot lines don't go anywhere and yeah. a lot of people die. But I guess... There, there, there is a nice family love theme going <laughs> yeah. on. And, that's... and
1: the first scene we see the mum, the mum is a kickboxing instructor, which seems to be an excuse to get the actor yeah. in a sports bra for like
0: half the <laughs> film. <laughs> that was very strange. <laughs> but at least her kickboxing talents do come in because, spoiler alert, there is a scene where... She kickboxes against a lava Lantula. Yeah. And it's as good as it sounds. Stay with us. We're going to be talking lava Lantula. and we're going to be talking about why this genre has become such a huge hit in pop culture. You're listening to Movie Goggles. Time to put on your movie goggles. Hey,
1: welcome back to Movie Goggles. It's Shavea Nick back at it again with the bad movies.
0: Please put on your movie goggles, because we're about to go deep into... Lavalantula.
1: Yeah. Deep into the (laughs) subterranean lava
0: caves (laughs) that the
1: Lavalantulas inhabit (laughs) under Los Angeles.
0: (laughs) Apparently, they've been there for years, but Dr. Von Strubel says they only noticed it five days ago. Uh, So, the thing that struck me about this movie was when I was looking into it, I looked up Sharknado, Mm. you've got the... There's a whole range of spin-offs from Sharknado. There's like the Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf movie. There's Paranacondas. Yeah. There's a whole range of and these like, crazy And like the thing
1: the thing I really hate about this movies and it goes back to Jaws, you know, Jaws gave such a bad name for for sharks, and it people did. are so scared now. It's not And, fair. like, they're doing the same thing to larvalantulas and sharktopuses. Larvalantula you know, lives but, matter. Yeah, and we we should really be conserving these beautiful creatures, and we should really pay them more respect and present them in a more respectful way.
0: I agree, but they do kill a lot of people. On average, 297 <laughs> Americans die <laughs> each year. <laughs> From Sharknado-related events. Jeez. So, you have to be careful out there.
1: This is a real issue. we just got to keep the sharks away from the tornadoes, really.
0: Yeah, they're they're not a good match, but they make a damn good movie, Mm. which is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. I think there's social media has a huge part to play in this. Everyone wants to, like, do things for the gram these days. Yeah. Talking about, you know, how they went and saw Sharknado. But I think, as well, our generation has a huge, like, sort of this ironic sense of humor type yep. thing. We, and it comes back to wanting just to watch bad stuff. I mean, like, reality TV is, is it's pretty terrible, but people yeah. love it. And I think people enjoy just getting lost in... The, the absurdity of the situation like you don't really have to think about it you don't there's no your expectations are already low and so they you can't be let down really and what is it's it's what's more magical than seeing two animals combined yeah <laughs> huge crazy animal combinations i mean that who doesn't want to pay yeah. money to see that and also <laughs> another thing that we like is animals fighting each other we do. Yeah.
1: So, who would win in a fight <laughs> between a Sharknado
0: and a Lavalantula outbreak? A-, a Sharknado versus a Lavalantula? Yeah. A Sharknado versus... La- well, I think that the tornado and the water effects are going to cancel out the the burning magma hot rage yeah. of the Lavalantula. But think
1: about it. The main power of the Sharknado... I mean, obviously, the tornado could be enough to kill a lavalantula, but say, for example, right, a bunch of lavalantulas are sweeped up yeah. into this oh tornado, yeah. and the shark bites it, that's like biting that's
0: hot. something that's, that's, like that's
1: some, really hot out of the microwave. Yeah, like,
0: like, that's a pizza bite gone wrong, basically, yeah, like, fresh exactly. out of the oven. So
1: that's how I think that lavalantulas could potentially come back, but then they'd also die as well from getting eaten, so... Or would they just be able to like fire their way out of? That's, the... a,
0: that's a movie that sure. I want to see. Directed. Or would by they take over the tornado?
1: Like, would it become a, a fire lava... tornado?
0: <laughs> yeah, a firelandular tornado. <laughs> Maybe we can. We'll answer that in our next segment. Yeah. Who would win? Welcome back to Movie Goggles with Nick and Chevet. Chevet we were having a little bit of an off-air discussion about about who would win. And we were Who taking that that idea a little bit further. I mean, sharks, sharknadoes, avalanchulas—that's fine. But what about what about something like the sharktopus and the piranaconda? <laughs> a crocoduck. A crocodile. I'm actually confused. Is the croctopus a, a cross, a cross between hippo. a crocodile?
1: Is it a cross be- a croc between a cross between a croctopus? Wait, no. I'm a crocodile a, and a a an octopus,
0: or a crocodile <laughs> and a
1: platypus.
0: <laughs> What was a plat, like a bill? A platypus with a, like The yeah. bill? Is that what you're taking? Yeah, from?
1: it's like a crocodile with a platypus bill. You might as well cross it with a duck because it's the same thing. It's really. the same thing. Yeah. So, okay, it's like a crocodile with a platypus <laughs> bill and also the like flappy thing on the back so of it. So plat-
0: it can swim at like really fast speeds and it's a national treasure of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a little bit cute. And it also
1: has the fur of the <laughs> platypus as well. Does it lay eggs? Is it a marsupial? <laughs> Crocodiles also lay eggs. Very good point. So it's just the same, really, isn't it? <laughs> Is it warm-blooded or cold-blooded? It's like medium-blooded. medium-blooded.
0: <laughs> In any case, I would not mess around with a warm-blooded octopus. <laughs> what about a What? <laughs> So that's more anyway. like
1: prominent platypus characteristics. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, it's so what like, goes
1: first is the more prominent one, like it would. Yeah.
0: It's like the sh- with the uh, whale wolf. The whale wolf mm. is, for all those who aren't up to date on the-, the Sharknado cinematic universe, the whale wolf is a spin-off movie where a scientist creates a half... So is whale wolf a spin-off too? Yes. Oh, and wow. And whale wolf battles the um, sharktopus. I think the the Sharktopus is this ancient uh, thing, and then they okay. create a werewolf to battle it, uh, but obviously, so it's kind of like uh, the old von Strubel scientists bite off more than they yeah. can chew, and they can't control the whale wolf. It's kind of like Godzilla how they get there's another animal, <laughs> and they're
1: like, oh, we gotta get Godzilla yeah. to fight that let, animal,
0: let them fight, yeah, yeah, and there's
1: gotta be a I'm pretty sure there's a Godzilla King Kong coming out
0: yeah there there is the monsters. Cinematic Universe, which which reminds me, there is an amazing part of La Lanchus. We've been trashing it a little bit, yeah. but I loved this bit where Colton West runs into the lead star of the Sharknado f- franchise. Get off the street! I'd love to help you, but I got shark problems right now. Ooh.
1: Ooh. He's got shark problems. A nice problem. little tie-in yeah. to
0: the universe there. So, my main thing with this movie is is trying to work out if it's a bad movie intentionally, which I think it is, Yeah. but also unintentionally. Like, there are great disaster films out there, and there's bad disaster films. Mm. This is a satire, but it's also a bad satire. Mm. Because that exists, too, in, in films like This Is The End with James Franco.
1: Yeah. It's is, not complete. There are some redeeming qualities, I'd say. There are some the self awareness for one.
0: There are, but This Is the End was really self aware as well. I mean, they were literally playing themselves and making fun of their own careers. Yeah. But that movie did really well in cinemas and like was it was a genuinely hilarious movie. They got great actors in it. I yeah. think I would call that a great a good movie, but La Valantulas, also a self aware disaster film. Terrible. <laughs> I
1: think it's also coming from a different place as well, because with Lava Lancia and This is the End, I'd say This is the End comes from more of a position of power. First of all, you've got the star power, you've got a bigger budget, yeah. um, so you've just got that clout. It's essentially got that clout <laughs> power behind cl- it. they got the
0: clout goggles. Yeah. Movie goggles, and, as
1: we call them. And so coming from that, it's easy to you know, be at the top and sort of yeah. look down at these movies and be like yeah, look at, look at these movies, they're so bad, and we're going to make a movie making fun of that. Whereas, Lava Lantula is coming from that that sunken place. Mm-hmm. And they're the trying to... Dark it's kind of hard to make fun of yourself when you are that <laughs> thing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. They had a lot of money at their disposable great writers. James yeah. Frank is a good actor. Lava Lantula had two guys from police academy yeah because like you know you see
1: james franco's like oh james franco's making fun of himself oh that's funny that's so like cool of him and then you see these guys like oh well you know this is it for them this is like
0: they are the has-beens yeah like they say they are yeah that's definitely definitely a good point but (laughs) but i don't want to let them off that easily so in our next segment we're going to come back we're going to do the movie goggle review, and determine, is this a bad movie once and for all? Stay with us. Please, put on your movie goggles. Welcome back to Movie Goggles, where we're reviewing La Lantula and the time has come, Chevet. to come. judge this terrible, terrible movie, La Lantula. So, what are, your, what are your main points? I think it's... Well... What are the pros and cons look, of this film? The pros are the self-awareness. They definitely saved their skin by doing that. Yep. With me. That made me laugh because I... It let me know that they knew how bad it was. Yeah. At the was... same
1: time, let's be careful not to give them too much no, props for that. No, I don't want to Because at the same time, this is such an established genre. Yes. You know, when you're
0: making... They're not bringing anything new to the table. Yeah. Okay, so that was my first pro.
1: Yeah.
0: The second pro was Dr. Eric Von Struble. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a pro in itself. Okay, so my third pro... We're getting to the end here. Yeah. Look, I probably... i got to give Struggling. it to... I, I'm going to give it to Gutenberg, um, who plays uh, Colton West. I think he mm. did a really good job of keeping the movie together. He maintained his acting ability... He didn't just, you know, walk through walk through any of the scenes. He he maintained my my attention span for the movie. So, I got to give props to him.
1: Yeah. Another but, pro
0: would be the
1: background actors. Um for yeah. me, I love watching background actors in a lot of things like <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, like sometimes just watch the background actors yeah. and what they're doing. They're really interesting and I just want to like, you know, What's that guy's story? You know. W- oh
0: yeah. Also, sorry. Last pro, uh, there is a supporting character who's about forty years old who gets called repeatedly "kid" <laughs> by Colton West. Nice job, kid. Um, so I got to just take my hat off to him for for copying that through the whole movie.
1: Yeah.
0: The cons. Now the cons. there's a lot of lot of negative. The CGI, of course. Movie. The oh, CGI, of terrible. course, is a huge. There's, con. there's there's literally one scene where someone's watching a video of the lavalanchulas on their phone and the other person says, oh, yeah, I've got an app that can make those effects. Yeah. So so it is self-aware, but I don't think they had any choice to be yeah. self-aware. The effects were shocking. They they were terrible. They took me out of the movie every yeah.
1: time. It reminds me of... Um, I'm not sure if they're big anymore, but there used to be lots of guys who would do like special effects stuff on YouTube. You know, and oh, just make yeah. like special effects videos. That one, it kid, looked kind of that,
0: like, like that, that <laughs> except maybe even worse. That actually, that one kid who who went you went to school with, who always had a YouTube channel, yeah, who would do effect videos. Oh, that
1: that one kid was me. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second major no no bugaboo for me was the acting. Um, apart from the lead actor, the rest of the acting was terrible. Yeah. Just shocking. There's not much to say there apart from it looked like they were doing like it's kind of yeah, a pro though. A year eleven media. It's film. It's slightly
1: <laughs> a pro because you know for me watching these bad movies is, is it's a little bit of a treat. Um, yeah. So the novelty of bad acting, you know, you don't come to a bad movie to watch good acting. That's very
0: true. I might be missing the point. But here if a bit. yeah,
1: but if you come to. I guess it depends how you judge it as well. Are we judging it as a bad movie? Like, how good is it as a bad I wanna movie? I want to say... How it... good is it as a movie? Okay. So there's two ways we could yeah, judge look,
0: it. Movie, bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad movie, also bad. Yeah. Because like I said with the desi- the, uh, the this is the end example, that's a good bad movie. Yeah. This is bad, bad movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Chauvet,
0: true. What are you going to rate This film with our very special rating system.
1: Um, I reckon I'll give it, uh, four Adidas superstars out of one platypus doll.
0: That's fair. That sounds fair to me. I would probably, uh, not rate it as high as you did. Okay. What would you give it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe four TV remotes out of one house. Okay. If that's, does that sound fair? That sounds fair. I mean, it it depends on the house. (laughs) <laughs> it does. It does depend on the house. Well, it's a big house. Fair look, enough. thank you to the loyal listeners, as always, for staying with us through this, this filmic journey through time and space. Yep. Um, we've had a blast. Please, please look up our socials. It's at Movie Goggles. And remember to tune in next week. And please, please, this is a safety concern. Wear your movie goggles. I am Nick. I'm Chevet We've been your hosts. Signing off. Sayonara, amigos. <laughs> Sayonara, amigos.
1: <laughs> Love you.